You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ian Harditz with us on the West Her Hotline from PFF. Ian, you have a take on whether the Super Bowl would be better on a Saturday night? I feel like the Super Bowl needs to be on Sunday, but let's we already have, you know, a make believe holiday and President's Day that we just arbitrarily assigned to a date. So let's make that <laughs> Monday after the Super Bowl and then we're all happy. I'm fine with that. Let's let's take Monday off. It's always that always works. How are you, by the way? Doing great, brother. Appreciate you guys having me on. As always, you know, sorry that the Bills will not be romping around here this weekend, but still obviously promising future. I know you guys have been hearing that. We've been updating the Stefan Diggs, you know, standing on the field after the game picture for a couple years now. But that future is still a lot brighter than, you know, a good 25, 26 teams in the NFL, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, that seems right. We got to yeah, definitely feel that. I like romping around too. I, I, we are also very sad they're not romping around in the desert. Right let's now. let's update that Diggs image to one of his jumping around on the sideline at the end of the toward the end of that game against Cincinnati. He was not pleased. I'll say this though. I mean, the guy wants the ball. The guy wants to win. You know, isn't that kind of what you expect out of your players with this? So one of those things where. Uh, it's tough for anyone to – I don't even want to call him a sore loser because even that, I mean, a sore loser is someone that doesn't like losing. Those are the kind of guys I want uh, playing for the same goal that I am. So, Diggs and all these, you know, so-called diva wide receivers, man, I think there's worse things than your best players out there wanting to be more involved. I I agree with almost all of that. The, the only the only hitch – Mike was, was the one who pointed this out to our audience right after the game – like the first long pass to Diggs, like on the first series, maybe it was the third play of the game, if not the first play of the game, was a was a slight overthrow, and Diggs was mad then, and like the game just began. Like I know it's seven nothing already, but like he seemed like pretty tight the whole afternoon. I mean, it's it's different to me at four o'clock than it is at like one ten in the afternoon. <laughs> Nah, that's a fair point. But also, you know, lost in all of this. How about, you know, teammate of the year, Duke Johnson, you know, been on Thank the you. practice squad for most of the season. He was the one bringing Stefan Diggs back out there onto the field. And for those of us that forget, you know, the use all time leading rusher in Duke Johnson, uh, it's a shame they get more of a chance in that backfield. All due respect to Devin Singletary. I know James Cook was coming on. I mean, Knight Hines just put the ball in the dude's hands, especially on kick return. We all know what he can do. But I'll be very curious, you know, how they do address that running back position moving forward because the obsession they've kind of had in getting that scat back, the whole J.D. McKissick thing last offseason, they go ahead and they use a second rounder on James Cook, who we saw can run between the tackles, but let's face it, he's also not someone you're exactly anticipating to get 15, 20 carries per game. I'll be very curious now with Devin Singletary as an unrestricted free agent, what they're going to do there because for a team that doesn't want to run the ball we've seen that time and time again which is how highly in the league they rank in their overall pass play rate 
awful lot of attention that has been spent, you know, solidifying this position over the past few years. You guys have any leans on if it could be more of a free agency thing or <laughs> you could see another day two pick out of this position? I'm just loving you. You're just you're just walking right into it, Ian. This is going to be our lives for the next three months. I, I anticipate, or however long the draft is from now, uh, because we spent already an hour today, the first of what will be many this off season, talking about B. John Robinson and whether at 27 that's a good idea. Will we believe any reporting that indicates the Bills are interested in that, etc.? Um, I, I said at the end, near the end of last hour, that. Spending a first-round pick on the heels of having spent a second-round pick last year on the running back position in the NFL in 2023 sounds like it, – it, it sounds like – I just can't even get my head around it. It's like looking at a painting I'm not supposed to understand. Like it, it's, I, I wouldn't want to be that team in a million years. <laughs> and it's not like Zach Moss is the cheapest guy in the world, you know, a couple years before that, and then you bring in Nine Hines. So, yeah, personally, I do not think they should be using you know, the first-round pick on the position as great as Bijan is, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's just the most replaceable position in the league, and that's why we see guys like Donovan Knight and these other players just, you know, end up being big, big parts of the team picture by the time the season comes along, even though we half the time didn't even know what their name was when the season started. So, you know, if I had my way about it, you know, we wouldn't even have a salary cap in the NFL, and we could have these awesome running backs, awesome football players that at every level of the game, high school, they're getting force-fed the ball, and college, they're five-star recruits that Nick Saban, whoever, you know, are traveling their household to try to get them. It's only at the NFL that we have this salary cap that, unfortunately, we talk about running backs as being the replaceable so it is what it is and when we're considering them versus the other 22 positions you know i understand not wanting to use a first round pick on it that said guys you start turning on those Bijan highlights and my goodness i guess the big thing is just trying to have someone that when it is you know fourth and one third and one as great as josh allen and as successful as he has been you know basically just being that uh lone running back in the backfield when they decide he's gonna put his head down and hurdle you do whatever he's gonna do to pick up the first down i mean if they really could add someone that just has again a little bit more of that force to him because as good as singletary is i think and I do think he is underrated. You look at his missed tackles, force, and yards per carry. He's been very efficient. Also, not exactly someone that I think defenses are feeling the biggest need to stack that box. And to be fair, outside of running back, yes, Stefan Diggs is fantastic, but defenses also don't necessarily have that second wide receiver out there to worry about either. Ian Hart, it's a PFF. I got rolling last night, Ian, out with friends. On <laughs> It was really just organic. The, the idea... All this obsession, teams, fantasy, everybody with, you called it scat back, this pass-catching running back role. The Bills, as much as anybody, have showed, shown a, a real interest, <laughs> to put it mildly perhaps, in, in that. And they didn't even really get there this year. I don't know. I mean, just go through the league, and you might have a guy that supposedly can't catch the ball, but then they throw it to him, and he does. Derrick Henry a little bit. Kenneth Walker maybe would be this ultimately for Seattle. I guess we really don't know yet. We, we talk about Hines with Indianapolis or McKissick with Washington, and we talk about those teams like they get like no, they're known to be weaker when they put those guys on the field. And, you know, Josh Jacobs didn't get thrown the ball, but then he did, and he was able to catch it, and other guys like that. Singletary was passable. He had the lowest receiving grade by PFF in the NFL last year for running backs, passable this year. I, I just wonder if our heads are in the right place when it comes to this. Teams, us, analysts, everybody, like, do we really 
need to worry about this particular role so much. McKinnon in Kansas City. McKinnon is the perfect <laughs> picture in the dictionary guy for this. They go to the, the playoffs, and the, he's not doing it. And it's Pacheco, and they throw the ball to him. And guess what? He catches it and runs. I don't know. Am I am I anywhere here? No, I think you're I think you're onto it, man. Look, when we think of the best fantasy running back in football over the past two years, it's been Austin Eckler. Before him, Christian McCaffrey. Fantastic running backs. Like no one's doubting that. You put on their highlights and they're great, but you know what? Let's look at those offenses. How is it when your running back is getting 110, 120 targets a season and your quarterback, okay, if they're going through their progressions and then we get to read number four, like that's why McKinnon has been doing so great with the Chiefs, I think, more than anything. And he's a good player his own guy, unfortunately, had, you know, some of his prime years taken away by injury. But Mahomes, you know, getting through those three reads and then getting to the running back when it matters, that's how you maximize that position. But when we look at the offenses, again, leaning on the McCaffreys and Ecklers, as good as those players are, are, no, I don't think that Justin Herbert should be dropping back to pass and having a bottom five average depth of target because they're focused on four speed and the running back. And the Buffalo Bills have not been even trying to be that type of offense. One of the things I looked at over the past few weeks was expected fantasy points per game, which not trying to get uh, too crazy with this. All it is is looking at the targets and carries that every team's backfield got and what they were expected to get, you know, after running a bunch of simulations on that exact type of play and stuff. And basically the three teams in the NFL that have had awesome offenses over the past three years, but still rank among the bottom 10 offenses in their expected backfield points per game are the Bills, the Eagles, and the Baltimore Ravens. Uncoincidentally, you know, we're looking at teams that have these mobile quarterbacks who are fantastic for those offenses. That's why I think the Bills since 2020 have been number two in scoring in the entire NFL. Josh Allen is fantastic for Buffalo. He's fantastic for Josh Allen fantasy managers, fantastic for Stephon Diggs fantasy managers. Not so great for the running backs, though, because he's scrambling instead, checking the ball down. And once again, inside the 10-yard line, Bills fans know as well as anyone that he's going to be factored into that equation in terms of punching the ball in himself. Same thing with Jalen Hurts in Philly. Same thing with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. So when you have a weapon like Josh Allen, who, as we kind of said before, ends up being your primary kind of short yardage running back in the first place it's just one of those things where if you're going to try to spend a bunch on the position it just seems unnecessary because you're already an offense that has been proven time and time again not to value running backs even you know they value them less than even teams that already don't overly care for it so you know obviously Brandon Bean everything the front office has done it's an awesome roster we're nitpicking here again opening up like this is a top six team moving forward I'd be much more thrilled though to see them try to upgrade these number two number three number four wide receivers not be trying to party like it's 2020 again and bringing back John Brown and Cole Beasley, you know, in week 13 and week 14. Let's add the pass weapons because ultimately this team is going to win and, you know, win and die, win or lose with Josh Allen behind Josh Allen. And I think we're helping Josh Allen be even better by helping the wide receivers versus the running backs, which again, Buffalo just is not consistently using at the same level as other offenses. Well, they picked 27th and as somebody who agrees with you, I think most fans would say the same about receiver. It got to that point where the Bills looked like they did not really have the weapons that they were going to need. Is the draft, if you know, so Smith and Jigbo, Ohio State, I know that's your team. Like, a thought on him or just what you might know about receiver and this draft. Um, free agency, I know you've been working on that too. It doesn't look like a great list in that department. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. The draft is so much stronger at wide receiver. I, mean, I think we're going to see like Jacoby Myers and DJ Chark being this year's kind of version of Christian Kirk, where, yes, they are good receivers. And we saw Christian Kirk you know, more than make up for that gaudy amount he'll get paid. But I'm just calling it, you know, Jacoby and DJ Chark, those are going to be the guys that I don't want to say more casual fans, but people are going to be surprised how much they're making because the overall depth of free agency is not there. So Jackson Smith and the but as you said, I am, you know, Columbus, Ohio, sitting here. Uh, right now about 10 minutes from the horseshoe watched every game that young man's played in last full game going over 300 yards against utah i mean the highs are there that said you know compared to these other players Garrett wilson chris alave and uh, even marvin harrison jr now so i'll spend their year at ohio state i would put jackson you know behind those guys and that's just my opinion i heard Garrett wilson uh get interviewed you know it's uh row he said that jackson's better than him and chris alave and chris alave agrees so obviously garrett and chris know a little bit more about playing wide receiver than I do with that. But just in terms of watching what Jackson has brought to the table, the reason why I don't think he's going to quite be a top 10 pick is because he was, he would be breaking really a lot of history of NFL top 10 pick wide receivers, having that, you know, sub four, four speed or being this, you know, six foot two, 200 plus pound monster. And he's just working with his back against the wall with that. So incredible player after the catch, you know, slot maven, all that. I would just say you turn on the highlights and I find myself more time and not being a little bit more impressed with Stroud than I necessarily was with JSN. So we're nitpicking here. Again, I'm comparing him against the Offensive Rookie of the Year and Garrett Wilson, Marvin Harrison Jr., who will in all likelihood be a top-10 pick. pick. And then Chris Olave just had the fifth-highest yards per hour run of any rookie receiver since 2015. So the bar is incredibly high, but going to an offense like the Bills where, guess what, he doesn't have to be that alpha wide receiver. He slides in as an overqualified number two living in the slot next to Diggs. I could be a fan fantastic setup and honestly just even if it's not going to be jackson let's use some of these early round picks on wide receivers and just add to the treasure chest we got going on in buffalo gabriel davis even if we weren't pleased with what he ended up doing this year was playing hurt for most of the season which unfortunately when guys do play injured we tend to kind of forget about after a few weeks but beyond that i mean khalil shakur he flashed i was still only a fifth round pick Let's add some of these early round picks to that wide receiver room because, again, that's been proven to be an offense where, you know, uh, four, or, uh, 10, four, 10, uh, it'd be 10 formation, 10 personnel. Mm-hmm. We have four wide receivers out there. They're already using that more than almost any NFL team out there. So if you're going to be that type of offense, let's really invest in it. At the risk of cutting it too fine, Ian, is Smith Ojigba someone you said he wouldn't be a, probably not a top 10 pick, um, but is he like, there's a lot of room between 10 and 27. Like, would 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 the Bills be silly to not run the card up there if if he were available at 27? Like, where is that around where he should go? I think I think 27 would be awesome for him there. I would be very curious at what his eventual you know over under comes in at if we can get those NFL draft props going. If I had to guess, you know, 19 and a half would be about where I'm settling. So if it does, I mean, here's the thing, guys. Like from what I've from his recruiting profile and the expectation and just him coming off his hamstring injury who even knows if he's going to be testing at the combine and if he does i mean we see this where great players are not playing football and all of a sudden draft rankings are going crazy and people are freaking out about a bunch of stuff that doesn't even involve playing football i mean this time last year maybe a couple more months but you know we have malik willis unironically going number two the lions and a fair amount of mock drafts so i think jsn pick number 27 more than fair i think he's going to be a great pro i just don't think he has those physical you know intangibles and traits that we're going to see make someone you know a top 10 pick in a similar mold as number one guy last year in trayvon 
Walker, where I think a lot of people didn't even see that coming until a couple days before the draft. But then you look up and you start really seeing what these NFL teams care about. And as awesome as Jackson Smith and Jigma might be, don't think he has that height, weight, speed combo that's going to warrant that top 10 pick. Ian, what do you see happening Sunday? I've thought about this. I'm going Chiefs 28, Eagles 27. Best piece of, I think, analysis I've heard on the game came from Stucky over at Action Network, always doing fantastic stuff. And his main point, and made it pretty quickly after the conference championships, was uh, he believes, you know, a few years we'll look back at this and just be, you know, honestly surprised that one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history was an underdog in this spot. So, you know, we can look a little more about how the Eagles' number two pressure rate in the league, you know, just hasn't been quite as good against offenses that have I've been able to have, you know, a low pressure to sack conversion. You look at Dak Prescott, even Davis Mills, and um, there's a third offense that actually gave Philly more trouble than most, and Mahomes actually is better than anyone at that. So is he at 100%? That's a question. But is Jalen Hurts at 100% uh, as well? Because, you know, as great of an addition as A.J. Brown was this year, and believe me, he's a baller, I mean, 50 receiving yards in the entire playoffs. They were able to just dominate the Giants in field position, set them up so well against the 49ers. Very curious exactly how well Hurts is going to be able to open it up on that shoulder if forced to do so. So I do think the Chiefs as a whole team, maybe the discrepancy between them and the Eagles, yeah, I'll give the nod to the Eagles looking at the wide receiver groups and the O-line and all that. I don't think that gap is necessarily as wide as it is between Mahomes and Hurts. So very close game, but I think it should probably be flipped and have the Chiefs as more of a one, one and a half point favorites. Give me KC. Are you drafting for next year yet? No, I'm not quite that savage. I'm just keeping up. I'm maintaining the dynasty squads right now. I try to, you know, really be prepped for free agency. I'll start diving into some of the best ball waters after uh, free agency goes because you can get some nice value on the rookies up before the draft going. But I try to, you know, start drafting when April comes around. How about you, Mike? Three so far, only three. <laughs> I, it's actually, I'm kind of proud of myself. It's only three. Um, <laughs> So Spears, the guy who sort of crushed it at the Senior Bowl, Tajay Spears, his name is, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Like, I have a lot lot of teams from last year with running backs that, like Kevin Harris and guys that barely even made the league and didn't end up playing at all. But, um, all right, you know, it's it's the 17th, 18th round, and there's one guy at the Senior Bowl that seems to be (laughs) crushing it and everybody agrees. So I'll I'll draft, I have three three teams, they all have Tajay Spears on them. How about that? <laughs> Let's go, man. I'm, I'm going to do a draft now just to go get me some uh, Tajay Spears uh, exposure. Don't miss well. out. You don't want to be. You don't want to. You don't want to miss out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the way the way this hype train works, you might have to. You know, you might get sniped on Tajay Spears oh, in your my in your goodness. league. I remember uh, it was in August when the Isaiah Pacheco hype train was just out of control, and like the Chiefs social media team literally sends out three yes. tweets showing just guys jogging through the ladders doing training camp drills. The Pacheco one had a good like you know, million-plus more views than Jared McKinnon and Ronald Jones doing the exact same thing. So credit to Pacheco, man. He's been fun to watch out here. You know, he's got some of that young Marion Barber, may he uh, rest in peace, in him out there. So not hating on uh, Pacheco here, but, hey, man, it is uh, it is crazy how hyped up we give us some of these prospects. Again, during a stretch where no actual football being played. Hey, anybody who is as you don't have to be as into it as, as Ian and I are, uh, but even just casual interest in fantasy football, Ian is doing, he's just pounding out these podcasts all the time. You can just pick them up, Spotify. You, you want to subscribe, but you don't have to subscribe. You can just listen to them and get so much information from him. 
Um, just I admire the work you do. It's, you're just all over it all the time and uh, really good. So uh, always great to talk to you, Ian. Hopefully I'll see you in the summer. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.